0: Hobby addict It's time for hobby addicts. And now here are your anime addicts.
1: Welcome to episode 201 of Hobby Addicts. We have started a fresh 100 episodes, and I'm very excited to get to the next 100. We have the full house today. Mm -hmm. Kings full of aces. I'm going to lead you off with a man. Perhaps you know him. He's handsome. He cooks his rice and beans in a giant pot. His name's Enzo. Yo, I'm back. He has returned You're alive. <laughs> I Whoa! have returned. I ha- I half th- I half
2: returned, and it feels actually really good. I was really missing the podcast like the last three weeks. Ugh, thanks I- for I- allowing me back in.
0: Well, I we it, were I- missing you, my friend. I,
1: oh, I got, my got it. God. I got it right. Right, it's a pot, right? Yeah, like a giant.
2: Like my mom cooks in the giant iron pot. You know what? A take big, this. Like a big one.
1: Take those rice cookers and throw them away. Yeah. And we yeah. are actually you no. That, Mason?
2: Actually, know, They're good things. Rice yeah. cookers are good.
0: Come things. on, man. Come on. I just dropped like a hundred some Too bucks soon. on this thing.
3: <laughs> Too <laughs> soon.
1: <laughs> we also have
3: Mason.
0: Up, yes, Mason? who's back? Who? Uh, who recently bought a brand new, super expensive rice cooker because my go. roommate uh, melted my last one. Oh. And uh, oh, I remember what? Yeah, it finally, it finally kicked the can. So I. <laughs> pocketed it out got a nice rice cooker and like mandy mm. says uh, there's no ingredients left in the world to buy <laughs> to fill it with so so yeah.
2: it, it can luck. boil it can boil water for you <laughs> we'll maybe. get to that a little later
0: why didn't i have no rice cookers and one rice
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: rice cookers are great and you bought a good brand as well i have one just like that and they're this it's it's great we also have mandy mandy how are you
3: i'm doing okay i've got yeah. a cat and she is just drooling all over me.
1: The energy'll oh, yeah. energy, probably hear her. The energy is a little higher today. I think it's because Enzo's back. Everyone's feeling what? the groove. So no. Yeah, it is. And you know what? We're gonna start with Enzo today because you haven't been here in so oh, long. God. And um, we you know, we wanna make sure we have time for everything, but we definitely wanna hear from Enzo, so what's going on?
2: Yeah, man. So uh, I took, uh, I guess I'll say this on the main podcast too, but I had to step away because I was just like working a stupid amount of hours at, at, at work. But um, so I basically, I don't, not only did I take a break from the podcast, I took a break from like a lot of things in my life. But I did start one new thing and um, just to like, keep my mental state like somewhat like, you know, outside of work all the time. And I started this around the time I actually took the break from the podcast, and it was um, to start dancing, Um, specifically um, hitting some, like, hip-hop R&B choreo, Uh, and I've been dancing at the studio in the city called House of Movement, and it's become a very important thing that I need to do for myself every week. It's really fun. Uh, I, uh, I had never taken classes for dance, or I've never really, like, got up and tried to be someone that... Can do choreo, like make choreo at all, but like outside of like the like the casual, like with like friends that like K-pop, sometimes we we'll like try and do those uh those moves, but um but yeah, so I started because I've always liked, I've always had friends that dance, and I've always been someone that likes to watch YouTube videos about like like choreo videos on YouTube. So I was like, you know what? Let me just pick up one thing to keep to have a thing outside of work. So I st- I signed up for House of Movement once a week. Uh, I go usually on Monday or Tuesday. Um sometimes I go twice, but it has been really 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 cool at, at, at when I first started though it was very humbling because <laughs> you know cuz you know like cuz you when you watch something a million times like over and over again you have this weird sense of hope that you're going to be able to just kind of like come out the gate swinging and yeah. be able to do the thing. Mm-hmm. Um especially if I'm someone that's very like studious and observant so like if I watch something enough times I definitely have this like weird sense of hope that I can hit it like really well.
0: Especially because when you're watching the best of the best, the better mm. someone is, the easier they make it look. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're watching mm-hmm. that, you're like,
3: oh, <laughs> right, like, like J-Hope. I've got, <laughs> right. I've got all
0: those exactly. body parts. I can do yeah. that.
2: Yeah, like, like exactly, like, <laughs> like BTS. <laughs> like, like exactly. Like, let's use J-Hope from BTS for example. Like that dude is an, is an incredible dancer. And he makes it look so easy, and he's having yeah. so much fun when he's dancing. That when I watch like BTS choreo, I'm like, you know what? I could hit that because like it looks like it looks fun. Like I like just like it's so, Like I have arms you know surely my body can twist and that surely surely i I can bend you know i have feet they move i've got two left
0: ones but that's not a big deal right i I have joints
2: they move (laughs) exactly so but again so that's why like the first the first class was like incredibly humbling and but in a really fun way because class is super high energy um and even though i couldn't dance like a you know like really well that first class, I'm always someone that's gonna be one with the energy in the room. So like, yes, yeah, so for every move I couldn't hit, I was still yelling and screaming and like clapping for everybody. So class was really fun. It was really it was really empowering to be there. And over time, I've gotten to a point where, at least for this level of class, I'm I'm very comfortable in the class. I'm not gonna say I'm perfect at this. I'm, I'm still taking beginner level. Um, it's been about six months now. Um, but where I couldn't remember the whole quarter by the end of class, where I couldn't hit the whole thing by the end of class, where I was too nervous to get in front of the class and do it because um by the end of class, um, my teacher, Shadow Alice, like she will split the class into smaller groups and then these smaller groups perform in front of the rest of the class, just like a forty to fifty class size. So you go from performing as one of the fifty to performing as like in a group of three in front of like forty seven people. Oh. Which is like very jarring for like someone that's like, oh, I'm not good at this. But you know, you you have to remember that everyone there's at your level and they're all everyone's messing up too. Uh, but where I where I couldn't do any of those things, now I'm like, I know I'll remember the choreo. Even if I mess up, like I very naturally just move on to the next piece like without like putting too much mind like mindfulness to it i do not get nervous in front and dancing in front of anyone in class at all and i've gotten and, and then i've also built a really really cool network of friends in dance like i have a dance group chat and in, like in, in on instagram and it's really cool because whenever the classes the, the smaller groups get recorded at the end of class and they and these videos get posted to the facebook and you can go watch the videos like a, like a couple days later after when they upload them And so we'll like watch these videos in this group chat, and then we'll like really we'll give each other a lot of constructive criticism, uh, and it's really it's really positive. It's like really positive reinforcement, and um, it's it's been really fun. So this dance has been like the only real thing that I've for sure been committed to for the last half a year, which is crazy to say. I, I did not expect I was gonna leave for half a year, but like work got really crazy for four months and then for two months i just felt dead like super dead but i was i'm glad that i held i was committed enough to keep this up for once a week at least throughout this throughout this whole time and it's been super 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 cool i want to do this i want to do beginner level for another like another half year and see where i'm at So do a whole year of beginner and then maybe i'll like dare to take an intermediate level but for now i'm having a lot of fun at house of movement it's really dope here in new york mm-hmm
1: well, we're gonna need, nice. gonna need a video eventually. Gotta watch Enzo's moves. I post
2: them all on IG. Oh, well, there yeah, you go. you can see a lot of me, a lot of videos of me dancing uh, on my Instagram. So, should I just shamelessly plug Enzo at Enzo Video on IG? <laughs> it's in. It's you know how on IG you can like collect your story posts and like highlights. Um, I have all of them that I like oh, yeah. on a highlight and thing on, on IG. So, do that. Go there if you want to see
1: that. Well, welcome back, Enzo. I know everyone. Thank you. Friend. I know everybody missed you. So
2: I've gotten really nice comments on the time I've been away, so I'm really happy to be back.
1: Actually. All right. Well, let's move backwards up the list here because I think mine is the least interesting, and I'm on the top. So, <laughs> um, Mason, Neo, two. Yeah. We, we know you're excited about it. You've been talking about this on and off for a while. I hope it's everything you ever hoped for, and now we're going to find out. So let's hear about it.
0: Yeah, so think of this as like a part one, like the initial impressions. Uh, Neo Two came out two days ago on the thirteenth of March, so I've played about a day's worth of it, and uh, it's really darn good. Uh, the literally the only negative thing about it is that I got this like special edition case for it, and it was by far like the ugliest looking case oh, ever. Oh, like, that man. like it. Now the steel book is kind of, it's whatever, but it comes with an art book and both of these fit into like one overall sleeve that houses both of them, which is a great way to keep them together. The problem is this sleeve is just pretty much black with no, like, like they didn't decorate the thing that is going to store everything and be on the shelf. So it's like, why did, what, why why would you not put your design effort there? So (laughs) I don't know. Besides that, it's it's pretty great. Uh, just want to talk about some of the things. It's it's more. It's very much the same as Neo One. So based on your opinions on that game, if you played it, uh, you'll like this one even more because it's better. If you haven't played Neo One, that's okay because Neo Two is a prequel, and oh, like cool. nothing carries cool. over. Uh, I talked, I think, a couple of weeks ago about the customization of the game instead of having one protagonist you can make your person crazy detailed and I like I said made the triple A mascot uh, in the game the only difference was I gave her Ohaguro aka like the black teeth that people back in the day used to have interesting because you know I'm all about dental hygiene and black teeth if you don't know it was mainly used to like preserve like the quality of teeth so I'm like oh that's very fitting for like the era and stuff so yeah she's a She's got some black teeth, but besides that, she's she's pretty great. Um Mandy, I Yes. I need to talk to you about <laughs> all the like Japanese like folklore and spirits in oh. this game. You yeah, got your someone... Kodama. You got your Tanuki or like the big Mujina like lookalikes, which like you know, they hide in the chest like in Dark Souls, like the mimics. Mm-hmm. But what happens if you accidentally open it? They pop out, and then they play games with you where you have to mimic their movements. Otherwise, they get mad and fight oh, you. Oh, like
3: as Simon Says.
0: Yeah, you got the kappa. You got these big Natsume-esque uh, cats that you get find and you can pet them, and then they follow you, and they're big fat roly polies, oh and they my God. join you. I love
3: everything you've said. You got so the Nuri Kabi <laughs> walls,
0: like these, like big, like walls with eyes in them. But if you can find a way to get to the backside and you take off like the talisman, it like releases them, so you don't have to fight them. You got your tengu, you got your umi bozu, all these weird like supernatural creatures from Japanese folklore. Umibuzu. Like the more you play, your character like gains more like astral like wisdom and intellect, mm-hmm. and you can then start like understanding these like what they're saying. Because before it just comes out as like weird sounds and stuff, but eventually like you can start hearing what they're saying.
3: Yes, it's someone, so cool when we did the Mononoke um, anime club someone said hey bandy since you're like the dictionary for Yokai can you play mm-hmm. neo 2 and explain it to me yeah <laughs> it was like pretty neo much. 1. I was Simple like request sure <laughs>
0: yeah there, there's so much uh, learning behind it the only like you know Walt doing that is the absolute brutal difficulty and like how hard this game is it's about the same as neo one so far but it's so much fun, like if you've ever like you know held a controller that's not plugged in and someone said, "Oh, make it look like you're playing the most intense game ever, and you just start like clicking all the buttons randomly because you know that's how real gamers play, you think like <laughs> yeah, this right. game actually feels like that. you are constantly using all the triggers, all the buttons you're Ooh, switching okay. between all these it's like the most thinking I've ever had to do while playing like a real- time game you're but constantly frustrating
3: is it frustrating though
0: no it's just it's very dense everything about this game is dense and it takes a little while to get into it but when you're orchestrating your Samnabar, your like astral powers your three different stances your two different weapons your ninjutsu your magic your ranged weapons all of which are feasible all of which are, are good to use uh with your sp- other spirit powers with your guardian spirit with like The energy of your enemy with like their extra abilities with two different like spirit realms that you can jump in and out of like there is so much happening and like you are constantly just like immersed where you're thinking about everything at once and like big braining your way to victory and it's so rewarding when you can get it and frustratingly difficult when you're (laughs) have a sticking point but it's it's a it's so good
3: it's So so good how fast is the combat, like compared to like? Faster thing, than Dark
0: Bloodborne. Stools.
3: Okay, because mm. I was thinking like Dark Souls, the first one, I felt was really slow. The combat, because you're like you're dodging, you're waiting for opportune moments. But in this one does it feel like you're attacking faster like you're like you oh, have yeah. to think oh, yeah. fast okay cool that's you, I like that because I would get it frustrated sometimes in dark Souls where I'm like God I hate just waiting for that opportune moment to get <laughs> two hits and then I have to back off again <laughs>
0: no it's not it's like you have to be methodical in your approach but you don't have time to be methodical in your thinking
3: awesome that sounds good
0: it's it's like if you're playing bloodborne on like 1.5 speed Oh my God! And guys, just,
3: there's so many games. I don't know what's. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tru- <laughs> t-
1: troubled times. Classic I mean, Mandy. Animal Crossing. Have you looked up the time I, to I'm complete? I'm so ready. I mean, we'll talk about that in a minute. But oh my God, we
0: will. But yeah, I guess you know. My initial impressions are that it is good. The some people could be like, "Well, it's running on the exact same pretty much engine as Neo One, so it doesn't like look substantially better." Um, and because your character is custom and it uses all of the armor and stuff. That by the way, this game is just nothing but like loot drops with like rare, common, exotic, like all those things. Uh, You're constantly upgrading all those systems. There's a massive like skill tree, but because your character is constantly changing how they look, they have to render all like the cutscenes like with the in-game engine, so they don't look as like beautiful as like pre-rendered stuff might be able to. Um, but it, I think it has got pretty flat, fast load times compared to Neo One and it looks solid enough and it run like they definitely prioritize the um the frames of like you know 30 fps 60 fps whatever it is Mm, more than like stylized stuff and uh, there's it it's just an amazing thing when you can get a handle on it and i uh highly recommend everyone try it out if they can handle a little bit of of a learning curve Pain, yeah. and,
1: pain. Pain and misery. A little pain. And tears. Nothing wrong with that.
0: So I'm enjoying it and you'll hear me talk about it more as I uh get curb stomped by bosses and be like actually this game is bad and terrible don't buy it everyone and then next week I'll be like oh yeah this game's this great game. I <laughs>
3: thought that's what you're gonna say at the beginning you're like I only have one gripe it's that I died, <laughs> I, died I actually one time. I was
0: doing yeah. really well I got like through the first couple bosses and arenas almost without dying like I was doing really good I was just easy breezing my way through this game and then I got to one boss who just
3: easy breezing
0: just absolutely wrecked me because when i get when i get to a case like that i don't like take a step back and i don't like respect my character and i don't change out my build i'm like no i want to see if i could beat it with how i came into it so i will just smash my face against the brick wall constantly uh with the build until (laughs) something gives
3: oh yeah we never experienced that before have we nope never never (laughs) Shout out to when we tried to play. What was it? Not Rune. Um, what what did we play all together? Me, you, and Enzo? Oh, oh, trying. 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 Yeah. It wasn't anything like tried where Mason insisted that we could do this Listen, without using two of the same characters.
2: Choos- yep, yep, yep. Yep. I mean, yep, yep. it was a good time. It was a
3: blast.
0: <laughs> I didn't get to reveal my secret power, but maybe one day we'll play that again. Ooh, but
2: secret
1: power.
0: I know we have a. A lot to talk about, so we, we can move on. People are like, "Oh, I'm sick of Neo."
3: <laughs>
1: well, Mandy, you talked yeah. about you talked about this Lotus War game last week.
3: Tiny bit. I only mentioned that it was coming out, but it is it's out, out in early access right now, and just early access. So, uh, Record of Lotus War: Delet in Wonder Labyrinth is now out on Steam in early access, and is being developed by um, an indie uh, developer named Team Ladybug and cute. it for those who don't know what lodos war is um i'm gonna probably mention it again in our main podcast because it relates to our main topic but um it's an old anime series but it was based on light novels and the light novels for the author who wrote them he based them off of his D adventures and so everything is based in the D world they actually got to a point where they made um campaigns for D&D using regular Lodos War, but those books never made it out to America. They just stayed in Japan. But, um, so yeah, there's there's an old anime series, and this one is based on that. And you were playing as the elf character, the main elf character, Deedlet. Oh, yeah. And this game is a Metroidvania 2D mm. um, scrolling, and it has pixel graphics. And it's not very long. The, um... The early access, for me, I finished what is available so far, and it only took me like 40 minutes. And right now it is on Steam for, let me see, I think, let me see how much it was again. I think it was, it was $11. So it's not much to buy into, but I would say that if you, um, like, uh, it's an early access game, and a lot of these little indie development Um, teams, you know, put them out in early access so they can get the money to continue making it, so I would not recommend buying it if you unless you really want to see this completed, because what I have played I think feels really solid and I enjoyed it, so I am excited for more of it but I don't have any guarantee that's going to happen, so I can't Mm -hmm. like give a strong recommendation like, yeah, you should buy into it, but it may not continue, I don't know I don't have any solids on that, but you play as Deedlet, and um, when you first start up the game, when I first um, started it, I was very apprehensive, because you only have the ability to basically jab with your sword and jump, and I was like, oh, this feels awful, and so slow, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> like, you meet, like and, like, there's, like, a couple orcs early on you're just like jabbing kind of like jumping away jabbing them i was like ooh, this isn't good but as you go on in this little early access you gain more movement abilities you gain more weapons you gain more um just different kind of magic uh abilities and so as i went on the combat improved vastly and by the end of it i was like that was really fun um the music is fantastic from what i have played so far and i've there are two bosses available and i will say that they're pretty easy like what i've played so far is not very challenging so if you are uh interested in met- metroidvania games but sometimes you get really frustrated with them this might be the metroidvania for you because it's not very hard That's but it was fun and it was very reminiscent of castlevania um so, like in combat, you do eventually unlock a bow. You unlock, um, th- there's only two available in this early access. I'm sure they're going to add more, but you do unlock these different kind of sylphs, which are like little fairies or oh, like yeah. elementals that follow you around. They're you so get neat. like, yeah, you get like a wind one, and you get a fire one, and you can switch back and forth between them, um, using like the right bumper. I'm using a gamepad, and um those will change things in combat which i'll go over a little bit um more in depth but um you can also collect weapons from enemies and you can put those on they change your stats and um you there like with the bow you can there are some little puzzles here and there where you can ricochet arrows off of platforms and you're trying to like like shoot um like ricochet them off to hit a rope and that will like open up a door that's very frustrating (laughs) sometimes it's like just trial and error i'm like oh my gosh which little like part of the wall do i have to hit to make sure it bounces correctly i will say that like the difficult like the uh, frustrating ones are for items that you don't necessarily need (laughs) They're just, like, extra items. Those, I think, are meant to be hard. The ones that progress the story are very easy. Um, So there's that, and then um, you do unlock a store, which is, like, this dwarf later on. And he sells you, like, potions and stuff, and you can sell your weapons that you don't want to him. But... um, What's interesting with the sylphs though is that you can switch them back and forth on the fly, and they will give you different elements. Each of them have like a different ability that you can do. So if you are wind, you gain the ability to double jump. But if you're on the fire one, you can't double jump. So um, and there are enemies that have different elements to them. And if you are fire and you're fire, if you have your fire self on, your um, somebody hits you with a fire attack, it does no damage to you. And then if you... A wind one hits you with some kind... Like a fairy. And it hits you with, like, a wind ability. And you have your wind self on. It doesn't do any damage to you. So you have to swap back and forth. You will fight different... Multiple enemies at a stage. So you kind of swap back and forth. Trying to, like, hit lizard men with wind attacks. And, um... But, like, swap back the fire when he shoots fireballs at you. You're constantly switching back and forth. And if you have fire on, you can shoot fire arrows with your bow. And, um it does have like some little d d moments in there where you whenever you do damage or an enemy does damage it has dice rolls and it's like super fast it's not like you watch it roll your dice you, you can hear it roll and at the bottom it'll show like a six and it's depending it's um it's dictating how much damage each attack does that's neat so yeah it's kind of it's kind of cool where it's like okay I see where they're trying to. Um, incorporate, like, that D&D feel yeah, to it. Yeah,
1: yeah. There was that game I played a while ago called Legend of Zodiac that was, like, super mediocre, but it really tried to incorporate, like, the dice rolling and even card game mechanics, and I thought, that yeah. was, I thought that was pretty neat.
3: Yeah, and you get, like, spells later on, too, where you can, like, use your X button to shoot off magic. The two boss fights that I played were easy, but they looked cool. I got to fight Abram, mm-hmm. the blue dragon, and I got to fight... um Oh, what was her name? It was Pyrotess, the dark elf woman. A cool name. <laughs> and those were the two bosses that I got. And I know all of those are characters in the anime and light like novels that you can find. And um, yeah, I mean, it looks really solid. And I think um, it was fun for me. I just, I cannot recommend buying into it right now unless you're like, this looks promising. And I would really like to see them finish it. Then I would say, Yeah, it's ten dollars, eleven dollars, throw it in. <laughs> but that's completely up to you as an individual. I don't know.
1: Gotcha. Well Yeah. People who love Lodos War though, I mean, like I would play just to play as deedlet <laughs> Forget yeah. everything forget everything else, you know, to some extent, but man. Yeah,
3: there's no voice acting, but there is dialogue screens, so
1: I feel like I, I feel like Mandy would be a really great just like game reviewer, for like for like for like she, a ma- for like a magazine, you know. I, I said that yeah. once before, but I still feel that way.
2: For her Thank own, you. for her own publishing.
3: <laughs> um, I will say what I've played so far doesn't feel very innovative for the Metroidvania like mm. genre. There's nothing in here that I was like, this is brand new, and no Metroidvania has done this before. It's very clear that an indie game development team is making this. And I don't know, I I think it feels good and I would like to see them expand on it and create more um, different kind of, maybe, maybe some abilities that we haven't seen before. But I don't know. Especially if you like Lotus War, you should check it out.
1: Yeah. All right, well, thank you for that. Dope. Oh, is it my turn?
2: It's your turn. Oh boy. <laughs>
3: It is your turn. It is your turn, my liege.
1: So, <laughs> so I managed to snag my girlfriend a a, a Animal Crossing Switch, which was uh,
3: ooh nice,
2: dude. Oh. That shit was that those things sold out so fast.
1: Yeah, yeah no. I know. She was like, she was. I had a I had a Switch light under my bed because I knew she wanted a Switch, and then she had kind of hinted that she wanted the docking one. And I was like, oh well, I'm, my gift is suddenly deteriorating. And then and then and then I was at work one day, and she was like. Oh my God! Look at this Animal Crossing Switch! And she sent me a picture, and I was like, "Well, this gift under my bed isn't gonna cut it anymore." So I in, <laughs> so I instantly went on Best Buy dot com and bought one, like within the first hour. So I managed to get one. Yeah. It, it came yesterday. I took back the other one, by the way, of course.
2: Nice.
1: And um, we we didn't really buy a lot of games for. It looks really cute, by the way. People who love Animal Crossing, it's. Definitely worth, definitely worth it. Just, yeah. just for the cute designs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't really do a whole lot on it, but we did. They did have a, a sale of like Nintendo first party games, and I love strategy games. So we downloaded that like Mario plus Rabbits Kingdom Battle game, which is a couple years old now.
2: Interesting choice, Miss.
1: Right. So, it's yeah. it's super cute. Um, this game is very very adorable. The Rabbits are they're just like minions. You know, they they act just like the minions. They're just although a little dumber actually they're just like psychotic little creatures that just run around and act silly and the game has fully has fully just embraced the silly of it like one of the one of the rabbits gets the gets transformed into like princess peach so like she looks like peach with like the hair and that costume but she's a rabbit and she looks like really weird but she wants to be like cute so she's always taking like selfies of herself and um, right. and then one of them looks like Luigi, and but like his shirt is way too big, so he kind of drags a shirt on the ground and and kind of like <laughs> it, he's just you know he, he's he's they're making fun of Luigi because he's definitely not the smartest of the rabbits, even though they're all pretty dumb. Um, game looks great; it's a Nintendo game, obviously, so it looks like a Nintendo game. There's like a Mario 64 music in it, so you can listen to like the castle theme from Mario 64. Really, really acute, just everything about the game is just so super charming. The combat in the game, which is where the crux of the game, it's a strategy game, you know, so it's like one of those games where you're on a grid and you are supposed to kind of take your time, take your time making your next move and tactically kind of work your way through a, through a battle. Right. And I guess it's kind of like an XCOM game in a way, but um, the game where the game really succeeds a lot in being cute and just being a great title for fifteen dollars, for honestly, it uh, it does lack a little bit in the strategy department. So the game the game almost functions exclusively off of just like the cover a cover system. So just hiding behind crap. And if you're hiding behind an object that's really big, and an enemy's trying to shoot at you, they won't hit you. If they're, if they're hide, if you're hiding behind an object that's that's you know it covers most of your character, they'll they'll have about a fifty percent chance to hit you. And if you're out in the open, you're just gonna get hit every time um and distance doesn't matter except for the fact that once you get past a certain distance they can't shoot at you at all and if you're if you're kind of close and you're out in the open they will hit you 100 percent. so the game seems to lack it seems to lack some depth um you know when i play strategy games i always default to like my thoughts on disgaea one usually and it's just not close to disgaea one in terms of uh strategy but um it is a lot of fun and they have the game divided into like world one stage one, two, three, four, five, six, whatever. And in between each battle, you're kind of going through this, like this kind of deformed mushroom kingdom because when the rabbits came in, they just ruined everything. And you're like collecting coins and kind of like unlocking doors and getting chests. And, um, solving little puzzles and it's so you're kind of like they try to make it they make the game fun in between the battles as you're kind of moving through the mushroom kingdom and it's really quite charming um the game may open up a little more and be more in depth as as we go there is a skill tree in the game where you can where you um, spend your coins that you've obtained to like buy skills more or less and you get coins by finding them in the world or by doing particularly well in the battles and we refuse to do anything other than get full coins for every battle and so you can buy like new skills every character seems to have their own skill tree and there's like eight playable characters and i'd say they're not super deep skill trees they probably have there's like three segments to each of them and each segment has between like i'd say between like four and twelve skills so there's not like it isn't like there's hundreds of skills or whatever you can pick from but you know there is enough there to kind of uh keep you entertained through the game's supposed 20 20 to 25-hour runtime, and gotcha. there's a t- ton of weapons you can download or you can buy like you unlock them as you go and you can um, like I think Mario himself has like almost 30 guns it's there's a ton of guns you can pick from and I assume we haven't bought a lot of them yet but I assume they all have like different damage maybe different effects different ranges and stuff like that and um, before I left my girlfriend's place earlier today we pl- we fought a boss fight where a piranha plant I guess they're called piranha plants right the, uh, yeah. Piranha, yeah. Mm-hmm. the piranha plant ate a rabid. Have you guys played this game? No. Okay.
2: I've played but it like once before, but I know what it is, though. Yeah, I've yeah. heard
3: great things about it, though. I've heard, I've heard a lot of people who are really into yeah. that game when it first came out.
1: So when he ate the piranha plant, they, it kind of fused into like this strange... I mean, in reality, it was kind of like a piranha plant that had feet that was walking on its little petals. And inside of the piranha mm-hmm. plant's mouth, you could see the rabid guy's face. But it ended up being like a boss fight. And so we actually fought like a rabid piranha plant f- hybrid boss. That was pretty neat and it shot fireballs that would like explode and do like area damage. So, I'd say that even though the game is not very deep for a strategy game, we're really enjoying it a lot. Um the completionist time on that one website says it's like 44 hours, which is, you know, pretty pretty standard probably for for like a Nintendo for like a Mario game type of type of length, you know. It's similar to I don't know, like Paper Mario or something. And um, just a lot of fun. I think we're enjoying it a lot. And it has enough difficulty that it's entertaining, but it's not so easy that you're like, oh, why am I even strategizing? There's no point. And um, you can't change the difficulty level. So it's, it's a good thing that they've sort of appropriately set the the Quite level. But I think that the real challenge comes from just the being a perfectionist and trying to, like, if, if you have a character get, like, incapacitated during a battle, you don't get full credit for the fight. So it's like, as soon as someone dies, we restart. <laughs> because we, we want to get, you know, all the coins and everything. So mm. It's a lot of fun. You know, I know she's going to be playing Animal Crossing on Friday and, you know, it's going to be a huge addiction <laughs> like
3: the rest of the world Yeah, pretty much yeah
1: <laughs> she bought stardew valley as i was leaving today i'm like why are you buying oh my god was like, no, why are you so bu-? good she's like why are you buying Star- <laughs> yeah but i'm like why are you buying stardew valley when this when when animal crossing's coming out <laughs> and if you go if you go if you go on How howlongtobeat.com animal crossing has a ridiculous a number of hours for completionist oh, it's yeah. just it's just i've never seen anything like it i mean
2: It's infinite, my dude. Well,
1: apparently not. I mean, yes, and I don't know, but the website says like the Wii one is like to get to do everything. It's like six hundred and forty hours or something. (laughs) (laughs) Just like what (laughs) six hundred and (laughs) forty.
2: It's like more than the hours I logged on Final Fantasy fourteen when I had no life in college. What the fuck?
3: I mean, you don't even want to see how many hours I put into Warcraft. <laughs>
2: to be fair, you're, yo. you're easily in the quadruple digits, Mandy, right?
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Okay, I, I am so. like <laughs> probably getting close to 5,000. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous, let but it, I've been what, playing it for like 12 years or something yeah, like so, that. What a pro. So, so, don't, so don't, don't,
1: <laughs> don't let anybody tell you that like video games are too expensive, like. This you could play Animal Crossing exclusively for a year, and uh, anyway, anyway, <laughs> she's she's having fun with it. Um, I, I I'm confused by the by the Switch controller. I think the controller is just total buffoonery. There's like I can't figure the damn controller. I got so frustrated the, today. The it, one like I'm the one you buy
2: separately. Sorry.
1: I'm just old man. Like no, it comes okay. with, it comes with the paddle, whatever the hell, the Joy Cons or whatever, and then it comes with like a. They may all come with this. I have no idea, but. It comes with, like, a plastic insert thing where you slide them into... Oh, like a yes,
2: I know what you're talking about, yeah. And I also don't like... It's not comfortable to me, either.
1: It's weird. It's got way too many buttons on it, and it's like uh, it an like an LZ, RZ. I'm, like, I'm like, what the hell are these buttons? And I got so frustrated today because there's a button you press to, like, look at the map in the Rabbids game, and then there's a button that you press to skip your turn. And I like push the wrong button, I'm like, son of a bitch <laughs> I got so fucking mad at that goddamn controller because I just don't I don't know, it's not in I'm not used to it, I guess. I, I like um Mandy or someone else who plays the switch is probably like, Well, you just don't understand the switch controller because you don't have any time on behind You just don't
3: yet. get it. Okay? You just, you just don't you just don't <laughs> you, just
1: you just don't, don't know the buttons.
0: It. But um <laughs> Oh, I definitely don't know the buttons when it says like press Z R and I'm like, How is that different than like the right trigger? I just know it by the ZR has more letters and it's the bigger button so that's the one to hit
1: I'm just a PlayStation fanboy I'm like exactly I'm like L1 R1 makes way more freaking sense than Z LZ or LZ is like a landing zone literally I'm like what <laughs> push the landing zone button I'm like what anyway um, but it's a lot of fun and um, there will be other uh games that I will talk about from the switch in the future we, we almost got Fire Emblem but she didn't want to drop like a billion dollars um and uh, we bought a memory card for like that's like 128 gigs and then I realized that like all the Switch games are like five gigs and under and I'm like you are never filling this memory card ever
3: <laughs> I was like yeah I haven't even bought one
1: yeah so yeah, I
2: haven't bought a memory card for my Switch Lite at all
1: well she's set to go I mean I thought Animal Crossing would be a big game but it's like six gigs I'm like whoa like that is not what I expected so we were both we were both kind of surprised by that but. Um, also I just want to like, no one really gives a shit except me probably, but I want to, I want to just touch on this real quick. In the past, I have given some pretty good financial advice on the podcast. Don't sue me if you make the wrong move, but 10 years, (laughs) 10 years ago, Japan went into a recession and before they went into a recession, I said short the yen and the yen went from like 90 yen to the dollar to like 145 yen to the dollar. And if you had done that, you would have made a shitload of money. And then, a few years ago, when Bitcoin was at 2000 I said buy Bitcoin, and it went to 20000 And then it subsequently crashed back down to like 4000 But if you had bought it and, and sold it anywhere near 20000 you would have made it a ton of money. It almost doubled. Yeah. You, more like 10 times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if I mean, you, if assuming you yeah 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I personally yeah. took a huge bath on crypto- cryptocurrency because I, wrote, I did what I said, I bought it, and then I didn't sell it. And just yeah. like, you know, worst financial um, move of my life.
2: No, and, dude, you're just the believer, you know? Uh
1: not really. I'm kind of like just I'm just begging to get out of crypto right now. So um Oh my god, that Justin Bieber took this one right over your head. Oh, oh, oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it totally did. But um a smart man named Warren Buffett once said that you should only be in the stock market like three times in your life. Mm. And unfortunately, um it's and to put it in like a really harsh way, it's to benefit off of the misfortune of other people. And that is like when, when something like a virus hits or we're going to head into a recession, the stock market overreacts under, under the assumption of a lot of fear. The market, The stock market is fear and greed 24-7. And right now, people are really scared. And people sell all their stocks. And that's why the stock market goes down 2,000 points in one day. And Warren Buffett would tell you, this is the time when you need to be getting ready to buy stocks yeah and I did this in two thousand and eight before I moved to Japan, and I had this huge array of stocks. I used a software called capital i q that I no longer have access to, and it was an amazing stock research software and if i and I sold all those stocks before I went to japan but the if I had held them until now, I would have made like fifty sixty thousand and i didn't i didn 't make like anything because I sold them. This is the same moment, and there's a lot of stocks out there i've been doing research um there's a, there's a thing called book value on a stock, and it, the book value to me is like basically what the, what the price of the stock should be just based off of nothing but the physical assets of the company. And yep. there are some stocks right now trading at like 30% of their actual book value. There are some oil stocks out there that aren't going anywhere like Exxon, BP, and they're, and they're, literally, they're literally trading like 50% under their book value, and they pay an 8% dividend. Enzo's, Enzo, you're in finance. Yep, yep. That no, sounds pretty tasty. The,
2: the it's yield on oil is pretty consistent.
1: It's yeah. ri- it's so ridiculous right now. Um, now, if you were to buy your, a bunch of stocks next week, we are going to head into a recession. It just it's just I, I, to say we're not is just not happening, not true. I mean, the Fed just cut interest rates by fifty basis points. They're going to cut interest rates again tomorrow, and because they know we're heading into a recession, so the stock market may go down quite a bit from where we are now, and it probably will. However, however, BP, for example, is at its cheapest po- <laughs> This is so silly. I can't even believe how dumb this is. BP, and this is not all because of coronavirus. A lot of it is because Saudi Arabia and Russia are right now in like an oil war. But B- yep. BP right now is at its cheapest point since... <laughs> Enzo, when you- Enzo, when were you born?
2: Good old 92, baby. The best okay. year on Okay, all
1: right. You made the cut. But BP <laughs> hasn't been this cheap since 1996 does let that sink oh, wow. in right and they pay a 12 percent dividend i mean now you may buy bp next week and it may go down 25 because of the because of the recession but if but these are what i'm suggesting is like a three to five year play so i just yep. want people to know that bp isn't going anywhere and if you buy it now at the cheapest price in 25 years and you wait 3 to 4 years you will make a substantial profit and you and you'll make the dividends every year. So I'm just telling every I just want every people to know as fans as fans of the podcast. I love you guys. If you have if you have some disposable income sitting around and you have like you're just like, "Oh, my bank account's got a bunch of money in it because I've been saving my money real carefully." Well, you really shouldn't let your money sit in your bank account like that anyway because you don't you don't, yep. don't earn really shit on it. Interest rates are minute. You should really only hold what you need like which is like yeah. 6 months of a like 6 months of or like what is it like 3 months of income. I don't know. It's it's and the bottom line is that if you have a if you have disposable money, get ready to open an e trade account, get ready to do something with it. You know, even if it's just giving it to Northwestern Mutual or something because you we are about we we are heading into um a, a arguably unprecedented time for investing. And um as I've as, as I've done only two times in 10 years on this podcast, I am now suggesting people pay attention to this. And um the stocks that have been hit the hardest are like cruise lines. Um, hotels, airlines, oil. Those are the ones that have been absolutely murdered. Like, um, Royal Caribbean went from 115 bucks a share to 30 in one month. So like, just to give you an idea, you know, and Royal Caribbean survived the 2008 recession. So, <laughs> I mean, it's like, I'm saying that if they survive this one, which they, they probably will you and you wait five years, it could be a hundred again and you'll triple your money. So I'm just, you know, just a thought, just, just, just a little pub PSA for you. Um, I don't necessarily like the idea of uh drinking the blood of the, the that's in the street which is a you know term when people just sell and they take big losses but it's how the market works so as I love you all and a couple thousand dollars of profit buys an awful lot of video games <laughs> so
0: mm-hmm. so Mitts I go to the store I go to the store I walk through these empty halls yeah, these yeah. these barren Th- displays and I say where is everything and they say we're out of stock and I say I guess I can't buy stocks where where do people buy
1: stocks where do I you love recommend you
3: Mason <laughs> he is pretty funny where are they at oh, Mason's um, my favorite
1: <laughs> wait where the stocks at are you asking me are you are you asking me where people can buy stocks I don't want uh, kind of as a joke stocks but yeah.
3: of toilet papers
1: I don't want <laughs> to let another joke go over my head go over my head but <laughs> um, uh so yeah that's a good point right so i actually had a dream and i'm being so I'm being so I'm being very unfunny right now but i had a dream the other um what was it two nights ago and i my dream woke up in my dream and i said i wonder what kroger what kroger's stock has done kroger's like the biggest if you don't have a kroger in your area it's probably the biggest it's one of the, it's definitely the biggest uh, supermarket company in the united states but um it's like it just goes to show you that people know what's up like Real Caribbean went down like 80% in a month kroger uh, in one month has gone up about two percent they've completely unfazed by this because everybody on earth just went to kroger and bought literally everything they they probably have never sold this much in one month than ever uh costco i bet costco's up costco hasn't been costco's down god their stock is expensive costco's costco's gone down about eight percent it's not that bad so that's it. Now, everyone everyone turned this off like five minutes ago, but, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there for people who, uh, you know, who care about finances and stuff. So, and that's it. That's Hobby Addicts right. for today. We that's talked a lot. We had a lot of topics. We talked games, 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 dancing, and mm-hmm. then financial shit, which no one cares about. But, you know, there was probably like three, mm. probably, like th- probably three people listening were like, oh, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah my boy, that's fine yeah I, it's fine it's all it's good. fine yes yeah, like when i talked to my girlfriend about this she just she doesn't give a shit she's like oh she's like huh what yeah. you don't say you don't really hmm, interesting yeah <laughs> just <laughs> so anyway guys well we're happy to have enzo back and mm-hmm. of course and we are going to be happy to have enzo back on the main podcast as well which okay. we are going to be transitioning to Right now, and I gotta get our cam right I gotta get our cameras all set up again because they're out of gonna be out, out of a that's okay. And uh, yeah, so I hope you guys had kind of fun, hobby addicts. And um, I think <laughs> we all know next week it's gonna be Animal Crossing. So I mean, who are we kidding? <laughs> yeah, it's like literally all the only thing on my Twitter right now is Animal Crossing. So and and COVID, which is not very fun. So, all right, guys, we'll see you next week. I love you. Peace out. John
3: Bye, guys. I oh, only gave
1: you the John Matane. Matane. There you go.